Blog Talk Radio. There's a direct relationship between having the businesses and being in prison. Go find an Asian, see how many Asians you can find in American prisons. They ain't going to be in there. But 51% of your prison will be black because you don't, blacks don't have any businesses and industries. There's a direct link. Blacks won't practice group economics. Blacks won't practice group politics. If you don't practice, you're setting yourselves up. I told that five-story building, you're setting yourself to get wiped out. Understand the nature of race, which is economics. If you, if you build the first floor, it's economic. Build your businesses and your industries. Control buildings and industry, and put that pools in your money. And hold that money. And, it's a, and practice group economics <clears throat> with it. Arab and Asian money bounces 12 or 13 times for at least. Jewish money bounces 18 times. Black folk got to learn how to practice group economics. Black Americans spend every penny they get outside their own community. Then you take the money and the wealth that you get from that first floor and go to the second floor. The second floor is politics. You then take that money on the first floor and you control your politics. Black folk must quit allowing people to tell them to go out and vote. Vote for what? Nobody's going to do anything for black folk in politics. Politics is controlled by money. Major corporations who got the money. That's what controls politics. If you have no money, you have no say-so, you have no benefits coming. So you take your money and you control and you take your money on the first floor, you buy every politician on the second floor. And any politician you can't buy, you rent or lease them to get what you need. Then once you get the second floor under control with the politician, with your money, then you go to the third floor. The third floor is then is the police department and the court system. You take your money from the first floor and your politics on the second floor and you control the court system and the police department. Then the fourth floor, you t- the fourth floor then is media. You then take the money that you generate off the first floor from business and industries <clears throat> and you go after radio stations, TV stations, newspapers, and cable systems so that you can now inform and communicate with your own people. Right now, <clears throat> black folk only control less than 35 thousandths of 1% of the media in the United States. Out of 12,000 radio stations, black folk own about something like about 75 or 80. That's all. You own no cable systems. You don't have a daily newspaper. You have nothing of importance. You don't. You got about one black TV station. And you, so you can't communicate with your people. You can't inform your people. You can't do anything. You can have Rush Limbaugh and all the rest of the guys talking about racism all day long and bad-mouthing you and O'Reilly. They can talk, call black folk all kind of names all day long. What are you going to do? You can't respond. You can't even communicate with your own people because you, you don't have an economic base. 51% of all the prisons in the United States are black people. You know, even though you only make up 12% of the population. That's no accident. It's because you don't control the economics and the politics. And they're going to go after the weakest people they can get their hands on to incarcerate them. That's the black folk. And what are you going to do in response to them when they, when they, when they over-incarcerate you? You're going to go out and have a march, a demonstration. We're going to march. March for what? Who cares? March has never changed anything. If white immigrants can come to this country 50 years ago with nickels and dimes and no education and come here and pool their little nickels and dimes and no education and set up little stores, develop these stores into larger stores, develop this into an industry which creates job opportunities for whites. Since Lincoln was supposed to have freed the black man 100 years ago and today the black man, according to the government economist, has spending power of $20 billion per year. We feel that with the black man spending $20 billion a year, not setting up any businesses, not creating any industry, not creating any job opportunities for his own kind, he's not in a moral position 
to point the finger today at the white man and tell the white man that he's discriminating against him for not giving him a job in factories that he, has, he himself set up. If the black man has $20 billion, and these so-called Negro leaders are such geniuses that they can integrate white restaurants and integrate white factories and integrate, force themselves into that which the white man has set up, they should use this same ingenuity to show the black people how to pool our wealth and set up something of our own. And then we won't have to force our way into his anymore. One more thing I would like to point out concerning what he said about 125th Street. We don't waste our time on 125th Street, but you can reach more people in the street who want to change than you can in the bourgeoisie society, the bourgeoisie church, and the bourgeoisie circles. We, our program is directed toward the man in the street. So we spend our time in the street, and what we do with that man, instead of trying to change the white man in your mind and make, make you accept us, we change the mind of the black man and make him accept himself. And as soon as he accepts himself, He'll solve his own problem. He won't be trying to force himself into your factory and into your bedroom and into your kitchen. A group of Cincinnati veterans got some very special gifts today thanks to a unique middle school math program. In a story you'll see only on Local 12 News, Rich Jaffe says the vets got some cool custom-made benches and the kids who made them got some hands-on lessons about numbers. The seventh grade students from Woodward delivered their wood work to the Joseph House in Over the Rhine Monday afternoon. The benches were created in a first-time class called Carpentry Math. It's designed to teach kids that measuring ratios, proportions, angles, and fractions are all things that can be applied to real-life jobs. Using a protractor, measuring angles, supplementary angles. So by then saying, okay, here's the math we learned, and applying it to measuring, to cutting angles on the chop saw. Um, it was that sort of um, skills put this math to life. Joseph House is a program that helps veterans overcome homelessness and dependencies. The new seats are much appreciated by guys like maintenance manager and graduate Randy Stevens. It's very encouraging. It's great. A lot of gratitude. The lead instructor for the course was union carpenter Michelle Stallings. And she says being a lady carpenter is indeed a little different. We have to learn to adjust our body weight with the materials that we carry. So that's the only difference is you may do things a little bit more masculine to me and I may be a little bit more daintier. The class was the brainchild of Ann Mitchell. She runs summer projects that train inner city kids for construction jobs. This is what how things actually happen, but it all takes measuring and you know, I tell them, measure twice, cut once, and lefty-loosey, righty-tighty, all those things they have to, because, yay, it's math, but it's also common sense, and you've got to do it. Jewel Hawkins comes from a construction family and says, I love to do construction. It's fun. Cool. Would you recommend it to other girls? Mm-hmm. I think they should go out and they can do whatever they want to if they put their mind to it. My mom tells me that all the time. She's probably watching right now. I'll bet she is. In Over the Rhine, Rich Jaffe, Local 12 News. That's awesome. Starting June 